Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate Anzatomaso, and this week I am in Chicago, Illinois. We're talking through my move up here, what I'm doing with Away Game and my career, as well as a lot of Amazon and Elon Musk stuff. Uh, this is a great kind of catch-up episode. We have a great conversation. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate Antetomaso, as always, here with my co-host, Evan Knowles. How you doing, man? Doing well. It's been a while. It has been a little bit. We took last week off, and then the week before, I think we recorded like a week ahead of time. So it's been a while since we've sat down and actually got in front of a mic. It has. You, uh, we didn't record last week, I guess, because you had that big move. Why don't you... Uh... Highlight what's going on there. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure how this sounds on the podcast right now, but I'm sure everyone can probably hear that we sound a little bit different. We are recording for the first time online uh, separately. Evan, you are at home right now for the weekend in E-Town, and I am in Chicago, Illinois. Um, So I ended up moving up here. It was something I was thinking about for a while. and it's kind of weird timing. We just did that big long on Lex thing. Um, and I love Lexington and everything that I said in all those podcasts was 100% true and how I thought about Lexington. Um, but just in like the short term, there, there's so much more opportunity up here and I'm excited to see the Lexington market grow. Um, but for my own career and my own endeavors with like away game and everything, it just made sense in the short term to come up here. Um, so I moved last week i guess it's only been like six days i moved last sunday we had tj's wedding on saturday and then i woke up the next morning and drove the u-haul up here uh got all settled how was that in. Drive? right after the wedding how was that uh well waking up was not fun and um driving the u-haul in not the best condition was not fun uh <laughs> <laughs> there was supposed to be rain but there wasn't so i caught some kind That's of rain. Good. Um, Moving in sucked, dude. I have an elevator and everything, but we had to like park the U-Haul on the sidewalk, and then we could only bring oh, up yeah. so much in the elevator at a certain time. Um, how did you do the logistics when you moved to LA? Did you because you didn't drive across the country? Well, I didn't take anything out there. I shipped my car, and all I had in my car was uh, clothes. You didn't and, have furniture uh, or anything? No, I just bought everything in LA. Oh. Did you bring it back? No, uh, I brought my TV back. I left everything else. Uh, I left my bed, any furniture I bought. I mean, it was just cheaper to buy everything on Amazon. Yeah, that's crazy that it's so convenient. Yeah, I know it's like uh, with the U-Haul in a big city like that. Whenever we do stuff with Fuji back in the old days, Mm -hmm. uh, I had to go up there with a U-Haul and park it in the middle of two lanes and walk across (laughs) traffic and grab boxes so i know how much that sucks you guys used to have to go to new york all the time with you halls right yeah yeah well we'd ship our stuff to new york and then rent a u-haul and pick it all up and then yeah. distribute it around the city and so i had to do that a few times mm-hmm. i just think it's so funny like that's such a startup like mentality to just 
figure out whatever the hell works and do it. Yeah. And send like your account executive to go drive a U-Haul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would sell the, uh, the program. Then I go up there and help make it happen, which was cool. And I learned yeah. a lot doing it. Mm-hmm. Glad we did see every aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm up here now and I'm working for a, I'm working for an e-commerce marketing company called Elevate. Um, and at the same time, you know, I'm still working on a way game. We actually launched in the app store. Um, so if everybody listening wants to go download it, it's still technically a beta. We're like in a public beta testing out some marketing and stuff right now, but it's in the app store. It's launched, um, which was a huge step. So I'm really excited about that. So I'm hoping to network with some potential investors up here network with some uh, development talent up here uh, to really bring it to the next level um, and just refine it, refine it, refine it and, and get a great product that we can officially launch without being, you know, kind of that, that beta caveat. What's uh, in your opinion, what's the one, I mean, have you, have you outlined, you've outlined your, the product on here, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Talk to high level. Okay. About All right, cool. Uh, why don't you give another high level overview for those of you people that didn't hear it the first time and then maybe talk about the one thing you need to do uh, for the product to make it you know, to the next level beyond investors. Yeah. So what it is on, on the, you know, quick little summary is it's a data driven travel app um, based on your preferences. Um, right now it's focused on sports and that was more of a marketing decision. Um, it's a lot easier to, target one group of people with one interest versus everybody who travels at all. Um, But I do think we could open it up to all travel uh, relatively soon. Um, But so because it's based on sports, you pick the game that you want to go to and then you pick um, obviously the dates you're going to be there. You pick the kind of dining you like, the kind of activities you like, the kind of nightlife you like. Um, And then it uses data from multiple sources around the internet to build out a full schedule uh, for you. So we pull the data and then we have a proprietary sorting algorithm to build the perfect schedule um, based on a lot of different things like location rating. um, And of course your preferences, Um, it's a little more complicated than that. Um, But so that's, that's what the beta can do right now. Our biggest thing I think that we need to improve on is UI UX. We need to make it look good. Um, And then uh, we just need to make it a little more reliable and make it more robust. So you can, set you know how how scheduled you want to be or you know maybe you're not going to get there at two o'clock but you know you're going to be ready to do something at 215 um just stuff like that it needs to be a little bit more user-friendly in that way got it so, so you, you built this company because of personal experience right yeah so actually you you were like one of the few people who weren't there um but all of our friends went down to south carolina last year it's almost a year ago now um for the for the Kentucky football game and we didn't know what to do when we wasted time driving around in Ubers and we went to a pretty crappy restaurant. Uh, and that was all stuff we just like looked up on Google or looked up on TripAdvisor. Um, we put in like barbecue restaurant. Um, but I realized if we could kind of be smarter about it based on the other stuff that we wanted to do, um, how we could travel from place to place, um, how we could put in very specific preferences that our group like, we would have a much better travel experience overall. Um, so that's what I'm aiming to do with this app. And I think, you know, in a year to be on the app store with with a functioning good product has has in a shoestring budget has been amazing. Um, but there's just so much, so much more we could do with it. So I'm super pumped about it. And 
I'm excited about being in Chicago as much as I love Lexington. I'm excited about being in Chicago um, and tapping in to the technology market that's exploding up here um, and hoping to become a part of it over the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I didn't want this to become a a pitch about away game, Um, but that, and just to get a job in the meantime to, to pay the bills uh, is why I'm up here. Um, I've only been here six days and I miss everybody already. Um, But, but I'm excited to kind of see what, what this place has for me in store. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we miss you too, man. But uh, why don't you tell us about the new job? Tell us about the company. Uh, Yeah. So it's called Elevate Digital Commerce. It used to be Elevate Studios, I think. Um, It's a relatively smaller company. There's only 11 employees um, and they build um, all kinds of e-commerce experiences. Um, So they do custom branding for different campaigns online. um, And then they build websites uh, and web apps where you can you can order products for the clients um, as part of that campaign experience. So I'm a project manager, so a little bit different than my straight up marketing background, um, but that was really intentional. I wanted to kind of get more experience working with vendors, working with suppliers, working with clients, working with designers and developers. So, you know, obviously as a project manager, you manage a project. uh, So I'll be working with everybody, just making sure campaigns are coming together. So it's been a good first week. It's it's the first day I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had no context to anything. And every day it's just gotten busier and I've gotten more integrated in the system over there. So it should be fun. I like your thinking around the fact that uh, you want to get that project management experience. Mm -hmm. You know, marketing is definitely a a talent that uh, you have and you've developed. Um, but it's definitely one of those talents that um, uh, can be added to with project management because project management is, uh, you know, an important part of building a company and, a, and developing a product, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, so it's cool it was that you identified that. Yeah, it was something I actually identified at Fuji um, when I took on that marketing manager role. Um, I was doing so much more than just straight up content, which is what I had been doing before. Um, and I realized I liked that and I realized I got a lot more context and how the business worked, how the clients worked. Um, I, I just got so much more skills in the, in the six, seven months I was doing that. Um, not five months actually, um, in the time I was doing that. So I realized that that kind of role would be more suited to my interests, I think in the short term but also would just help me develop skills that would help with a weight game or whatever else yeah. my career has. Yeah. I mean, it's good. You're not pigeonholing yourself into yeah. one part of a business, you know, marketing is important. For but sure. But if you can add other skills, it's, you know, yeah, to your, I'll be your, honest uh, though. I, I, worry, I worry at the same time. Cause it's like, everybody is so specialized now and I'm like taking the opposite path and becoming more of a, a generalist and, you know, how, how marketable are those skills uh, when you have well a little bit of every yeah. skill, but you're not in depth in like one really specific thing? I mean, you can look at it that way or you can look at it as, uh, you know, if in the long term you want to be an entrepreneur, you probably shouldn't be just skilled at one thing and great at one thing. You need to make sure that you understand every part of the business, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, really important. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of the route I'm taking. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, 
So you're in E-Town for the weekend just visiting family? Yeah, so uh, my dad was a great athlete uh, in high school. And so this weekend he's getting inducted into his high school Hall of Fame. So there was a football game last night. Oh, nice. Uh, where he got honored. Uh, and then we've got a dinner tonight, a little banquet. So that's why I'm in E-Town this weekend. A little homecoming type thing almost. Kind of. High school. Yeah. I'm going back to Rochester in a couple of weeks for my fifth year high school reunion, uh, which some people would laugh at as being young, but it makes me feel old. Uh, and so we're going to like the football game and they're having a tailgate. And then uh, I have to buy tickets to like this dinner. Um, but it's going to be cool to kind of go back and, and see the place. Yeah, it'll be fun. No. Um, cool. So yeah, this, this episode obviously is just more casual. We're just talking through things. Um, you know, even though I'm up here in Chicago, we still plan on having guests and those could be guests with you or guests with me. And then the other person will just jump on and talk as well. Um, so I think it's going to expand the programming we can bring to the podcast, um, as well as Absolutely. allow for, for just more opportunity in general. One thing we've found with, you know, doing this podcast for everybody listening, and this is why you should start a podcast, is if you start a podcast in something you're interested in, you know, for Nate and I, it's entrepreneurship and business and technology. It's really easy for us to meet people and network and, and mm-hmm. just sit down with them and hear what their experience is and what they've learned over the years. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with that up in Chicago, you know, and just reach out to as many people as you can and get them hopefully on the podcast. And that's your way to get to know them i know we've done that in lexington and really expanded our network in lexington using this podcast as a vehicle for sure it's a great way to get meetings with people <laughs> it's obviously yeah. it's great to record the podcast and we love putting it out but uh it's also fun on the, the setup end when you can just say hey we have a podcast let's meet about it uh, yeah. and hear what you're doing it's it's kind of an excuse to just get in a room with somebody yeah, it'll be interesting to see the reaction up in Chicago versus the reaction here because, at least in Lexington, there's not another podcast like Lexington. Even in yeah. the whole state of Kentucky, there isn't a technology podcast that we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really easy for us to reach out to these people that are doing technology-based things and say, hey, you know, we're starting the first technology podcast. We'd love to have you on as a guest. And they're always excited and willing to talk to us. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you do up in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it'll be a little bit harder, but I'm going to start small yeah. and go from Absolutely. there. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like technology and in, in uh, startup networking events and stuff, um, and happy hours at rooftops and all that kind of shit. So uh, I think I'm going to go there, uh, be that annoying guy who just walks up to somebody and sticks their hands out and says, "Hey, I'm Nate," um, and just go from there. You know? Yeah. Um, it's it's going to take a real effort, but I'm excited about it. Um, Cool. So that's kind of, that was a long winded talk about us and the podcast and everything. You just want to kind of go over some news and what's going on. Yeah. Let's, uh, you, so you got a new mic, right? Yeah. You got it delivered in like, yeah, we, you talk about that. Yeah. We were astounded by this. Um, so I got, I got a new mic up here. It's the same one that we, that Evan still has down in Lexington. Um, and, you know, Prime is like standard two-day shipping and everything. Everyone knows that. So I was expecting that. I got on I got on Amazon, and I put the mic in my car, and I started going through the process. Um, and the free shipping was the next day. And I said, like, oh, that's cool. They have, they have next-day shipping here in Amazon or here in Chicago. 
Um, but then it said underneath, like, oh, if I went with a different color of the mic, I could get it in two hours, which was crazy to me. I was like, I mean, I, I knew they had done that, but they had the shower shipping, whatever. But I wanted this color, so I said, I can get it tomorrow. That's fine. So I placed the order. And then I checked the next morning, and it still hadn't shipped. So I was worried, and I was like, oh, it's probably actually just going to be two-day shipping anyway. Um, but then it shipped two hours before it was delivered to my door. Uh, so even though they didn't offer it, they shipped it in two hours. So from what it seems like, Amazon just has a ton of warehouses around the city, and they can ship pretty much anything in two hours. And just that the logistics of that last-mile delivery are so cool. Um, that they can just turn it around like that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they had the inventory there in Chicago, I mean, I'm sure it's yeah. a popular product. I'm sure they have, you know, algorithms that tell them where to have inventory. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not that surprised, but it's just cool to hear about, you know, mm-hmm. I've never done that. So it's just cool to hear that you know, you've gotten something so quickly. Yeah. And that's probably why they're now a trillion dollar company. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's only going to get better with the drones and everything. Which, thankfully, I think the drone laws here in Chicago are a little bit more lax than New York. Uh, So I think stuff like that can be pushed through here a lot quicker than it will on the coast, which will be really cool to kind of experience. Um, But yeah, you you just talked about it. They're a trillion dollar company. You, You follow the stock market more than I do. What are your thoughts on that? I think they're kind of they're a rocket ship man i mean if you look at their stock and you look at how much they've grown i mean just last year they were 450 billion dollar company or something like that really they've doubled in a year yeah they're up 100 percent. like over the past like almost every year they go up 100 percent. somewhere between like 70 and 100 percent, which is just nuts i didn't know that and most of it's driven by their uh cloud and of course, yeah, they're yeah. e-commerce. You know, they're, they're a giant AWS. e-commerce company, but AWS is what took them to another level. I mean, they're basically rebuilding the internet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is still the case, but I know a year ago it was that AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, it's a hosting platform for websites. Um, something like twenty-five percent of the internet is hosted through Amazon. Um, but as of a year ago, that was the only profitable part of their business. Every other piece, including e-commerce, lost money. Um, and AWS was just their cash cow that was supporting it all. I mean, yeah, that's what makes them so powerful, for them to be able to innovate in other places and know that they're not going to go out of business, just like Google and their advertising. You know, 99% of their revenue or something like that comes from advertising, but Google is also known for so many other things. And Amazon's kind of the same way. You know, they're launching all these other products, all these other ventures, but they can do all that because they're making so much cash on AWS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think I mean, that's not even considering Prime. I mean, Amazon Prime is what a hundred dollars a month now. Uh, it's a year. I think it's like one hundred fifty a year now. Yeah, a year, a year. Yeah, but the fact that they have, I think they have like a hundred million people using that now. Mm-hmm. Hundred million or ten million? I forgot which one. Yeah, and that's just money but, in their pockets. Once yeah, a that's subscription revenue. That's recurring. So they, every yeah. year they know that they're going to have that much revenue. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So uh, yeah, Amazon's just a, they're unstoppable. I think they're going to be bigger. I think they'll be bigger than Apple unless Apple launches some product that they probably will. But unless Apple launches some product that you know just changes everything again, like the smartphone, Amazon's mm-hmm. going to be the biggest company in the world. I would agree with that. Which if you had asked me 
even a year ago, if that were the case, I would say no. Um, I'm a little worried that Apple is stagnating. Um, I'm still going to buy an iPhone for the next foreseeable future. Um, but it just feels like this one company, Apple, has all the products that you're going to want to use. And the other company, Amazon, runs your freaking life in the background. Um, and there's just more opportunity. That's obviously a super simplified way to put it. But Amazon is just making moves into everything and becoming such an infrastructure and such an important part of society's daily operations that it'd be hard for a device company to, to match that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, there was something else I was going to talk about Amazon. I don't know. Oh, um, completely random, but Gary V said like 10 years ago that everyone should buy Amazon stock. He was oh, early yeah. on that one. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I mean, he was super. Still, I was watching an interview with him a couple months ago, and he's saying, you know, if he were to invest in any stock today, he'd still bet on Amazon. He would still. He'd still put buy, all his money on Amazon, yeah. Buy like the $1,200 Amazon stock? Yeah, I mean, which I, you know, now it's like two grand. Is it? Yeah, it's up to two thousand dollars a share, but uh, they need to split that. Yeah, I mean, I don't see them slowing down. I mean, they just launched Alexa, and people don't understand what Alexa is going to become. But Alexa, mm -hmm. the adoption of that was faster than smartphones. Yeah, which means more people over a short period of time bought Amazon Alexa than a smartphone, which uh, is also surprising, but also not surprising. It's not surprising because of the price point. It's a lot cheaper than a smartphone was. Mm -hmm. But it's surprising because it it does significantly less than a smartphone. But people are buying it because uh, it's either something that's cool or they just want to put it in their kitchen and they understand it has a few cool uses. Yeah. I think but right now it is that novelty factor. But every, yeah, day totally every day there's a new feature that's making it more of a, a smart assistant. Um, but right now, the reason you have people that still hate on it, the reason that you don't see it everywhere is because it is just, it's a novelty and it's a novelty for people who can afford it. Um, yeah, I've heard it be called a glorified timer. Yeah. Yeah. For That's how I use it. It's a timer that can play music for me. Maybe I heard that from you. No, I didn't say that, but <laughs> I could see it. Yeah. I, thought you, I, mean, I thought you heard that like on the internet. Someone you know told you that? I don't know. I don't know where I heard it. I hear all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> big, big no, content but, guy. <laughs> but what it will become is, like you said, it's the virtual assistant. Anything you want, you say, hey, Alexa, I need some new toilet paper. And in two hours, you'll have new toilet paper. Yeah. If you uh, want to go book a trip to Los Angeles, you say, hey, Alexa, book a trip to Los Angeles and book me a hotel room in the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Anything you want, and then it'll to Alexa, and it'll do it. Yeah, and and then it will integrate with stuff like away game or or other smart data driven platforms where you say Alexa, book me a trip to L.A., and it knows where you like to eat. And I don't know that. she's talking to me. I said her name. Uh, <laughs> she knows you know what kind of places you like to eat, um, and she knows that you have a meeting because it connects to your work calendar, and she just creates experiences for you um and just automates your life yep um so how do you feel about uh jeff bezos being worth 170 billion dollars uh i mean 
I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. He he has blown up in the last year himself, which makes sense that the company has. Um, and he's gotten a lot of hate because of that. Um, I know he's super philanthropic and he doesn't seem like the kind of person that's going to be selfish with that money because anybody who has ever been nearly that wealthy has not been selfish with their money. Um, but it is kind of interesting to contrast that with the workers and his factories that are making minimum wage and getting injured and stuff. Um, and they know that. And I think that's something that's going to get better if not for humanitarian reasons, for PR reasons. Um, but it is just kind of an interesting dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of stuff's been coming out recently about uh, Whole Foods workers wanting to unionize because they're not liking the way they're being treated. Mm-hmm. And, the way and then here he is making $170 billion, which personally I don't have an issue with. If you're going to create that much value in the world, then you know have as much money or be have as big of a net worth as you possibly can. And I mm-hmm. 100% agree with the fact that you know, capitalism and building value and attaining value makes a ton of sense. But yeah, I agree. He definitely needs to you know do some more work on the PR front with uh, his employees. Yeah, it is somehow. interesting. The Whole Foods thing is interesting because that company has been around for 20, 25 years. Uh, and they've had workers that whole time and they've never wanted to unionize. And now one year after being acquired by Amazon, all of a sudden there's this really strong unionization effort. Um, So that definitely says something about the company. Um, But it's, I don't know, like if you're going to be the biggest company in the world, uh, you gotta, you gotta run a tight ship. Um, But there's ways to do that. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know. It's, and they're learning. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's a weird. That's a weird thing about tech that we've never seen in the world before. Is these biggest companies in the world, these most powerful companies in the world, are relatively young and they're innovating and they're new in the spaces that they're operating in. Uh, and with that comes mistakes and comes shit that they don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, but I've never just, owned a brick and mortar store before. Yeah, it's just on such a high level that when you make a small mistake, it's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. that's what people I don't think give time for, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think Amazon knows. Uh, for instance, you know the the Whole Foods workers. You know they might be complaining about wages and the way they're being treated, but deep down, Amazon knows within the next five years if they wanted to. Who, well, who knows if they will? They could put every single one of those employees out of out of uh, jobs. Yeah, they could. They could automate the entire store, which they've already done. They have like two stores that are like that. Yep. So they know that they really wanted to within the next year or two, probably those people won't have jobs. So they have a little leverage there. And if they wanted to use that leverage, they could. They could say, you know, you can either complain and continue to complain and get paid what you do now and work the hours you do now, or, you know, in two years, you can find another job. To play devil's advocate, do you think that's kind of dystopian to say this is just how it is now? We don't need you, <clears throat> you know, either um, deal or we don't need you. I don't think it's just. I just think it's tough. Like it's just a tough situation that the world's gonna have to figure out because it's gonna happen at one point or another. Yeah, and that's where the whole concept of basic income comes in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where, I was talking to my parents about that last night. Yeah. Uh, people just don't. 
the general public is not educated enough on what's coming. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, and so, you know, all these people are getting upset, but they don't understand what's about to come. It's going to get even worse. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there needs to be a lot more thinking and education around you know, what's about to happen with artificial intelligence and automation, because some people are going to take that and say, okay, well, I need to learn some new skills and actually, you know, apply them and, and make sure I'm always up to date on what I need to know. And some people are going to use that and say, well, you know, I'm just going to give up and collect it, you know, basic income. You know, there's kind of multiple ways to look at what's coming. Mm-hmm. So I think that either way, more people need to know about what, what's going to happen with automation and artificial intelligence. Do you think that will hit in our lifetime? I mean, do you think, oh, yeah. do you yeah, think we'll absolutely. get to a point in our lifetime where we are on basic income or we're in a situation where we don't have any skills that are needed and we're screwed? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, see, I, I wonder. The iPhone's only been out for 10 years. Yeah, but we were supposed to have flying cars 50 years ago. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, those movies were made without any knowledge of technology. I don't know. I think I think it's coming. I just wonder when. Um, I definitely think my children will deal with that. I don't think my children will ever own a car. I don't think my kids um, will ever worry about traveling anywhere because um, it will just be so accessible. Um, but I mean, I was watching a YouTube. I, video. I wonder. Lab- uh, labor is just such an ingrained part of everybody's everyday life. Um, that I wonder how long it will take to really disrupt that. I mean, I, I think it'll be soon. I was watching a YouTube, couple of YouTube videos. One was about Alibaba's, uh, I think they call them HEMA stores, which is a totally automated grocery store slash restaurant. Robots. Uh, you sit down at a, at a restaurant table and you get on your phone and type in what you want, and then a robot will bring it to you. And then I was watching a grocery store that's completely automated. It's just like a giant grid of items. And these robots just drive around, get what people want at the drive-thru window, and then mm-hmm. the robot just brings it to the car. And that was a hundred percent automated, gigantic grocery store. And so, I mean, that it's happening now. People just don't know it. This yeah. hasn't been rolled out yet. I just, I don't know. There's, there's stuff like that, like a server or you know, a, a, um, a shelf stalker. Um, but then there's other stuff like you know, a marketer or an accountant or a project manager. And and that's going to take longer, um, but things they'll do that. The scary part is when computers are going to be able to program computers um, and we're not going to need engineers to make software. We just say, it'd be cool if we could do this and then it builds it. That's the scariest part. Um, And that is coming. I just wonder how long it's going to take to perfect new skills like that, that aren't physical, but are more, white collar mental type skills. Um, yeah, I mean, you said, you know, there's there's the shelf stockers and the servers. There's tens of millions of people. And if you throw in, you know, that's true. Drive, yeah, there, there, there's a shows. truck drivers, taxi drivers, you know, you throw yeah. that in, there's tens of millions of people in the United States that are just out of job and are unskilled enough to do something else. Yeah. And I guess I'm kind of undervaluing the number of people there. You're right. Um, so I, I feel like it might even be two waves then. I love how we just dove into this topic. We weren't planning on talking about this, but we're just like really deep into analyzing this. Um, but yeah, there, I, I bet there'll be two waves now that I'm thinking about it. Like there'll be a 
more physical, not in like a exertion way, but just physically stocking shelves or physically serving uh, type of jobs. And then slowly more of the computer sitting at a desk type of jobs will be taken. Yeah, there'll definitely be waves of it. Um, that's that's where shit gets scary to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about uh, another topic we want to talk about? Was uh, pretty hot recently in all the news. <laughs> Not just for this. But Yesterday, for it was everything else he's doing uh, is Elon Musk. Yeah, he uh, got on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was like it. First of all, Joe Rogan is listen. the man. He's I've one never of the listened to podcast on the internet. I've never listened to that. I need to. He's really good. He has the he by far has the best guest of any podcast host. Well, he is like the podcast, like him and I Mark. I think he has Maron. the most. I think he has the top podcast. Yeah, it used to be Mark Maron, and now it's him. But they're still both big. Um, I mean, they are like the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we got Elon Musk, of course, um, and they they drank and they smoked on <laughs> that picture of Elon Musk podcast, which that. That sums up that man just to a T. Like, um, I I would never even drink a cocktail in a like professional photo or something like that, um, or something where I was talking about work to to people who I wasn't close to. Um, you know, I don't care about having alcohol on my social media or anything, but there's a clear distinction for me. And this man just gets on a national live broadcast podcast uh it just smokes a joint and he's the ceo <laughs> of multiple companies um and he just doesn't give a crap yeah it's interesting man because he didn't first of all he didn't go into that interview knowing he was going to smoke joe yeah. rogan just pulled out a joint and elon musk even looked at him and said what is that thing yeah because it was what it was was some kind of tobacco rolled marijuana i don't know what it was it was like a but um yeah, I guess it was some kind of big blunt or something. But um, he looked at him and said, "What is that?" And Joe Rogan's like, uh, "This is, you know, so you know, it's a blunt, basically, is what he said." And you know, they passed it around a couple of times, and then I got the Elon Musk, and he said, "You know, normally I don't don't smoke, but you know, I'll take one hit." And he took a hit, and then right after that, it was funny because on the live stream, he started getting texts from people telling him, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Uh, so it was just really interesting, and he basically just said, "You know." I, I almost never smoke. Uh, this is not a big deal. It's legal here. So uh, we'll see what yeah. ends up happening. That's true. Um, but so I mean, he, here's the thing. He also is drinking whiskey. So it's like you can't get mad at him for smoking pot and not get mad at him for drinking whiskey. See, I agree with the sentiment behind that, but I just know the, the stigma. And yeah, you, yeah, you can. <laughs> the sad thing is, you can. People will, hundred percent right. Yeah. Personally, I don't think you can. Yeah. No, and I agree with you. Um, but it's just, I don't know. That's interesting. And it's the thing. The reason that it's so, I think, such a big deal is because, you know, as companies are public. Um, yeah. Or is it just Tesla that's public? SpaceX is not public. No, right. That's one of the biggest private companies in the world. Yeah, just Tesla. SpaceX. Then he's public. Um, he's a CEO of a public company, a CEO that has been going through a lot of controversy in the last month, um, two months, and then he does that. And 
I think there's gonna there's already been some, and I think there'll be more criticism about oh that's just a tech bro, that's what tech bros are like, um, and I think some of that is probably warranted, but at the same time I think that shows, and it just shows the positive of like the technology innovation mindset of how yeah I can be talking about my work, I can be thinking about my work right now, but I can also live a life. Um, and those are more blended in a, for him, maybe not a healthy way, but for a lot of people, a healthy way. Um, and it just shows that like business doesn't have to be this artificial entrenched thing. It can be this more living, breathing part of your life. And that's when innovation and and positivity comes about. Um, so that's a bit of a stretch, I think for people to see, um, but there are positives to it. Yeah, I watched this whole interview and it was interesting to me. I think he's moving more towards what you just described, uh, where he's moving towards this idea of, you know, I'm doing great things in the world. I am creating some of the most important technologies in the entire world. I'm going to do what I want, which I don't have a problem with at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's, a, he's the smartest man on the planet. There are very few people that can argue that, that fact. Yeah. But at the same time, I think he's come up with this He's moving more towards this idea of, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want. And he kind of mentioned a few things in that podcast that I thought were interesting. One was he's been an advocate for artificial intelligence and responsible artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So he's literally met with Obama. He's met with the entire uh, Congress. He's met with every governor of the United States specifically to talk about artificial intelligence. And he said he's now developed and changed his mindset around, okay, I really deeply want to help people and educate people on what's coming. And now he says he's just done. He says he's just done talking about it. He's taking a fatalistic attitude because nobody's listening to him um, and there's no stopping it. He said, he literally said on the podcast, it's too late for anything to be done around artificial intelligence and responsible artificial intelligence. So that kind of, you know, made me feel like, you know, he's tried to play that role of, you know, I'm going to be responsible and, help everybody but now i'm just going to do you know take this fatalist attitude and do what i want while i'm still here uh, which mm-hmm. i think is really interesting um and is you can he, tell he is he visually he looked about, defeated sorry is he scared about ai itself or about how people are going to use ai it, it's a it's ai as a whole i mean there's there's the way people use it but artificial intelligence at some point is going to become its own entity and he, that's what he's worrying about is, is once yeah. it becomes its own thing, which it's on its way to becoming that, um, it's out of control. And there's nothing a human being can do at that point. He's trying to keep it from getting to that without um, there being more regulation and knowledge. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. And so, you know, from smoking a blunt to saying, you know, he's given up to, you know, tweeting these crazy things. I think he's just gotten to a point that he's just going to enjoy his time on earth and continue to innovate and, and change the world, but he's not going to, you know, listen to the media. He's not going to listen to his shareholders. Cause at the end of the day, I was telling my dad this, you know, he was saying, my dad was like, Oh, well, he's just crazy. How can he smoke pilots? And, you know, all these shareholders and, yeah. you know, all these responsibilities. But I said, listen, if even if his shareholders were to replace him as CEO, if he were to start another company, those same shareholders would just invest in him again. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, it's Elon Musk. At the end of the day, you cannot, I truly don't think you can criticize a man that has done what he's done mm-hmm. um, and continue to do it. I mean, he started digital payments. He's totally revolutionized 
renewable energy. He's started a successful car company. People don't realize how successful Tesla is. You know, the media, you know, tears them apart. But they're one of the most successful uh, yeah. car companies in the world. You don't, um, you don't see new car companies every day. Like you don't see no. a startup manufacturer on the street, but you see Tesla's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's revolutionized space travel. <laughs> you literally yeah. cannot say anything wrong about Elon Musk. And I, when people do, I, I kind of get upset because well, this guy you can is, you can in the the personal realm of things. I mean, I think it, it probably I'm, comes with the territory of being that smart, but he's made some real mistakes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you should criticize him on his in the grand scheme of things, though. It's Elon Musk is the way, what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, the benefits far outweigh the negatives. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, the the further fallout of that. You know, there that the same day that that came out, two of his executives at Tesla left, um, and the stock dipped eleven percent, I think. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, um, and so there, there's argument about is that because of the executives, because of the blunt, because of both. It's probably a little bit of both. Um, but it'll it'll be interesting. I don't. I think it'll bounce back in, in the stock market, but. This combined with, you know, the the Thai cave thing combined with the I'm taking Tesla private debacle that the SEC is still investigating. Um, there just seems to be a lot of a lot of punches being thrown at the company, and I think it'll weather it, but it'll be interesting to see how. Yeah, I totally agree. That'd be interesting. Cool. Well, I think that's kind of all the topics that we had. Yeah, we just wanted to be short, catch up on what Nate's doing, catch up on uh, just general stuff around metal tech, and then jump into Amazon and Elon. So. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna keep having guests, like we said, we're gonna keep having great interviews, bringing new uh, perspectives on things beyond just our own. Um, we're not done with that long on like series. I think we had kind of a first season of it, if you will. Um, we're gonna keep bringing people making a difference in Lexington. We'll be people making a difference in Chicago. Maybe we'll have a long on Chicago, <laughs> something like that. Um, but I'm excited for where we're going, man. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to keep it going. Cool. Well, everybody, make sure to follow us on social media at Middle Tech Pod. Uh, email us, middletechpodcast at gmail.com, and we will see you next week. <laughs>